went to the Gold Coast just before Christmas. I was just down there for two days. Sue's saying, let it go, let it go. I went down there. I was writing my book and I just came out of the sand dunes and I sat, I, I kicked my, my thongs off like you can do on the Sunshine Coast. I was at the Gold Coast though. And I went and I sat on a sand dune, honestly, 40 metres away. I walked back 10 minutes later and someone had nicked me thongs. <laughs> That's just downright un-Australian. I don't care what you say. But I got a new pair for Christmas. Thank you, darling. My wife. She's great gifts and practical gifts. And I want to talk to us about what I think is an incredible gift today. It's, 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 it's interesting. I mean, it's Christmas season. You might say straight away, Jesus, yes. Uh, but, but not that. Not today. Um, This is a gift that often we actually don't want to receive. It's a fantastic gift, but we we don't always actually welcome it the way that you probably should, the way that you think you might. It's been said a few times this morning that this is the last Sunday of 2019. Uh, and, And not only that, but it's the last Sunday of the decade. I mean, I don't know what happened between 2010 and 2020, but my goodness, uh, time is flying. And, and if I think about life, uh, I've made some decisions, uh, probably in this last decade, uh, and certainly all of my life, some decisions that have really empowered my life, and I've made some decisions that have burnt me. Uh, you know, for example... Uh, marrying my wife didn't burn me. That was a great decision. <laughs> Don't you go there in your mind. I think 2020 is going to be cheeky. But, uh, but that was one of the most and has been one of the most fruitful and empowering and wonderful decisions I ever made. Uh, unlike buying cheap tools from little cheap places I won't mention, for fear of a lawsuit, but uh, come on, who's ever, who's ever thought, I'm only going to use it once, I'm just going to buy a cheap one and you didn't even get the one job finished. Uh, Jaden, I thought you would have known better than that. Should have known better than to admit to it. And, uh, or cheap, cheap T-shirts. Who's ever had those cheap T-shirts? They look so good. It's like 10 bucks. Look, oh, you get two for 10 bucks and you wash them once. You know, and then you've got, you, you flat out putting your chihuahua in them. They just shrink up, they fade, they lose colour. And I think the important thing is, is, is not to go on in a victim mentality with that. Like the t-shirt thing can be fixed easy. Just stop being so tight, spend the money and get a decent t-shirt. And, but some people would rather just keep buying the cheap t-shirt and keep complaining about the cheap t-shirt. Have you noticed that? And so just buy a different T-shirt, save up, just be happy with one and spend, spend all $15 on it and it might do better. And I guess, uh, you know, decisions carry us in life one way or the other. And we've probably all seen people make decisions that are either empowering or, uh, you know, or damaging or sometimes even devastating. We've, we've probably all at some point had someone around us in our world where uh, through their decision-making, it's almost like you're watching them crash and burn in slow motion. In the race of life, you know, it's, it's almost like just seeing a child trip 
And then it just all happens in slow motion, doesn't it? If you've ever watched your kids run in races when they're smaller. And, uh, and I, I think we've all probably had that experience of observing it, if not feeling the pain of it very, very personally. I think it's probably far more personally. Um, and perhaps when you talk about victims, maybe the only genuine victims are people who uh, are affected by the decisions of others. Maybe the only true victims in the whole scenario. But either way, uh, to be trapped in the consequences of poor decision-making, of poor thinking about life, is maybe one of the most frustrating and devastating places you can find yourself. Psalm 136, verse 5, the, the psalmist is... is basically singing the praises of God. And he says, To him who by wisdom made the heavens, his mercy endures forever. It goes on. But just that one statement, that Hebrew word for heavens, literally means the abode of the stars, or you could put it this way, the universe. To him who made all things by wisdom. In other words, Everything that is created, everything that we can see, touch, taste or experience was created in the context of wisdom. Wisdom is sewn into the fabric of creation. You only have to look at your body, not just the creation, but your own body and its incredible abilities. And it doesn't take much. If something gets out of balance, you just realize how painful life can be. But ultimately, when it's running the way that it should, it is just a statement of wisdom from one end to the other. And I want to talk to us about wisdom. I always sort of gravitate to it this time of the, of the year because, I, I don't know, I think it's the perfect time to talk about wisdom because we're closing one year and we're beginning another. It's almost often where we realise, well, I'm not going to get any more done that year. Sometimes we want to close the door. For some of us, it might be, you know, I'll be very happy to see the backside of 2019. And then we have this opportunity to spring into a new year with everything that it promises. And, and I'm going to encourage us today to spring into it with wisdom. Here's the good news. Wisdom isn't hard. It isn't, it isn't hard to find. I'll put it that way. Wisdom isn't hard to find. You, our world would make you think it is. And people will charge you lots of money to give you it. And, and sometimes that might be a viable option depending on your situation or the, the size of the decision or the impact of your decisions, what that will have on you. Maybe that's a good option. Hey, come in, guys. You're welcome. There's heaps of seats over here. We miss you, fellas. Yeah, come on, let's, let's welcome these guys. It's one of the local football teams. We love them. And so, where on earth was I? Wisdom's not that hard to find. I mean, the world will make you think that it is. The world would make you think that you've got to hike up some Himalayan mountain and find a monastery to get it. But that's not true. And, and sometimes we rule ourselves out from being able to obtain wisdom because we say we're not very smart. Well, I'm not smart. I was never real smart, but I can lift heavy things. 
The fact is, wisdom has got nothing to do with your smarts. As a matter of fact, if you look around, if you do a bit of life for a while, you'll recognise that you know someone who's actually highly intelligent, but maybe not so good at life. Highly educated, highly intelligent, but their ability to build life, to build relationships or to build a financial base or to, to control their life in those areas seems limited. And, and what that person needs is not more smarts. They don't need more intelligence. They've got lots, but maybe the practical application of wisdom is what is required. So wisdom is not hard to find. So why doesn't everyone make it their goal? If wisdom can change the tenure of your life, the tone of your life, if, if we observe people either empowered or crashing and burning on the strength of their thinking and their decision-making and their ability to make quality choices... If, if we observed that, wouldn't you think that everyone on the planet would be the hungriest for wisdom more than any other thing, more than Christmas chocolate? More than you desiring this shirt. You would want wisdom. It's a funny thing, and I think one of the reasons... We aren't that way. One of the reasons we don't receive this gift is that it generally requires sacrificial thinking. You know, a lack of wisdom could probably be almost always defined as instant gratification. And wisdom could almost always be defined as delayed gratification. It doesn't matter whether you're talking even sexual relationships, finances, whatever it is, the difference between instant gratification, delayed gratification is the difference between wisdom and what defines wisdom or not. And so what I'd like to do is look at where you can find wisdom. Who's interested now in where do you find wisdom? If it's not hard to find, where do you find it? And I want to speak to you today about making wisdom your 2020 friend. You and 2020 make wisdom one of your best buddies. Proverbs chapter 8, verses 1 to 4. Does not wisdom cry out and understanding lift up her voice? She takes her stand, and the psalmist, uh, the, the writer of Proverbs here, is personifying wisdom. She takes her stand on the top of the high hill, beside the way where the paths meet. She cries out by the gates at the entry of the city, at the entrance of the doors. To you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of men. And there's just a few easy ways of viewing this passage where, where we can find wisdom, where it, it, this, the writer of Proverbs is urging us, wisdom is shouting at you, calling at you. Literally every day of our lives, we are created in the womb of wisdom. 
all of creation. It is stitched in the fabric, the fibre. And that's why the writer of Proverbs can say, wisdom is calling at you. You look left, it's on the left, it's on the right, it's before and it's behind. Wisdom is chasing you down. And it's a gift. Can change the course of your life. And the first place Proverbs says is simply, I I call from the high place or the high hill. She takes a stand on top of the high hill. And I simply liken that to the presence of God. Because in scripture, the high place was always the place of worship. The high place always spoke of meeting God, from Abraham climbing up Mount Moriah with Isaac right through to the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. The high place was always, even when the people abused idols, etc., they put them up on the high place. It was where you went to your gods, whatever you thought your God was. And we know that in the context of Proverbs, The writer is saying, you'll find your wisdom in his very presence. Climb up and meet your God, no matter how you do it. I mean, I I hope today, I hope today we've gathered in this gathering of God's people. Wisdom is screaming out, I hope. I hope even now, I hope even now I've got your attention. Maybe you're thinking already, there are some things that I that I want to leave out of 2020. There are some things I want to avoid. There are some things I've proven aren't that great in my life and I'm determined to avoid. Well, wisdom's already crying out to you. Already crying out. You're already hearing wisdom urging you along the lines of the way that you think and the decisions that you will make. In the presence of God, we gather. Jesus said, wherever two or three are gathered, it might not be in a meeting this size, but even in a life group, wherever two or three are gathered, there I am in the midst, is what Jesus said. So whenever we gather in the presence of our God, wisdom is speaking. Wisdom is there for the taking. Wisdom is freely given. There is a gift right here now of wisdom for anyone who wants to receive. The question is always, do we want to receive? Do we want to receive or is there a hesitancy because we know, I know what wisdom is, but I've intentionally not chosen that path because it's boring. Or it doesn't, it doesn't promise the quick results. It, it doesn't promise the thrill. It doesn't promise the instant gratification that a lack of wisdom does promise me. If you, if you trace this back, you go right back to the garden. You go right back to Adam and Eve. God is willing to give all wisdom to them as co-regents establishing the planet unfolding creation, tending the garden, but they wanted the fast route. You too can be like God. You can be your own God. And instant gratification robbed them of their future, which is what happens so often. And it's such a shame because it's so unnecessary. I guess that's just our human propensity, but 
But wisdom cries out. Wisdom is on that high hill. It is in the high place. It is in that place where you meet with your God. So can I encourage you again this year, and if you're visiting with us today, you're very welcome with with this bit of information, but certainly if this is where, where you call home, can I encourage us all once again, stop champing at the bit, stop kicking against the goads, and just start Bible journaling. I don't care how you've read it or what things you read to supplement it or whatever, but please just make it a daily regimen where you spend five to ten minutes reading a chapter, writing down what you believe the Holy Spirit was saying to the original hearers, writing down what you think that means for you today and then praying about it. Just spend ten minutes getting wisdom. Gathering wisdom. It's like gathering berries for dinner. And it's there for the taking. And it's a free gift. It's a free gift. So I encourage you, determine to make 2020 a year of seeking God. You good? You okay? Here's the second thought. Proverbs says, beside the way where the paths meet... Beside the way where the paths meet is like at the point of decision. You know, when you get to the path and another path crosses, you have a choice. You're at a crossroads. You're at a T-junction in your life. Do I turn left? Do I turn right? Do I take the path of instant gratification or do I take the path of long-term satisfaction? And fulfillment. Am I going to build my life shallow? Am I going to build my life deep? Am I just going to go with the crowd or am I going to stand for Jesus? Am I going to actually live my life the way God wants me to or am I just going to go down the tubes with everything else? And we always have that opportunity. There's always a moment. You know it, don't you? Whenever you've made one of those decisions that burns you, you knew you were making it. You knew you were making it. Everyone does. Everyone can go back to a point of regret where they go, you know what, I just didn't really feel right about that. I just thought it would get better. I thought it would change. I thought they would change. And all of a sudden, it hasn't. At the path where the paths meet, when you hit the crossroads, at the point of decision, wisdom, is crying out. Wisdom is screaming at us. Whatever that is, you know, here's the way. Walk in it. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Here's how I'd have you walk before me. And we all have that opportunity to make that choice that either takes us into our future or potentially sets us up to get burnt at the point of decision. I think of things like uh, pastoral advice and, uh, gee, I guess this is one of the sad things that sometimes you see people, you meet them, they'll even come and talk to you at the point of decision and you can say, I don't think this is a good decision and they make it anyway. And you know what's so frustrating about that is because I see myself in the person who does that. That tends to be us. 
I can't stand here and go, I'm going to tell you about wisdom because I got it right. We are always drawn away by our own desires. And yet wisdom is screaming at us, lifting up her voice. When it comes to spending money, you know, there's probably quite a few people in our society right now that are regretting accounting the cost of what Christmas 2019 is going to cost them all through 2020. Long after the funds faded, the price is still there. Whereas wisdom would have screamed out in the couple of weeks or the couple of months for us. In relationships, marriage, potential partners, dealing with offences in our life, wisdom screams out. Don't go there. Don't do that. Use wisdom in this. And yet we're quite prepared to push on sometimes regardless and make jokes about electronic speakers that do what they're told. Just trying to lighten the moment a bit. Lifestyle. Lifestyle. From, from all-night gaming to substance abuse. Wisdom comes knocking. You, you don't need another night. Your spouse doesn't need you locked in that room for another night. Knock, 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 knock. But so often people push on until it's too late and damage is done. Can I encourage us, 2020, determined to let God into the decision-making of 2020? When you find yourself at the crossroads, I could go this way, I could go that way. How about asking God which way he wants you to go, particularly when it comes to the bigger things of life? You okay? One more. You okay for one more? Hey, we've only got one service today. We could, like, if there was ever a time to go back to those old Pentecostal days and have a three and a half hour service, I mean, I'm just feeling that's wisdom right now. It's feeling like wisdom is crying. No, wisdom is crying out. Take your wife to coffee and apologize for what she said. That's wisdom. Come on. Come on. That's wisdom. And obviously you all agree. She cries out by the gates at the entry to the city, at the entrance of the doors. In other words, at the point of opportunity. At the point of a door opening in your life, at the point when you're at a gate and you could go in or you could stay out, at the point of opportunity, she cries out. I love this. I love this whole thought of wisdom wants to speak into opportunity and it's really pertinent for today because, you know, in a few days' time, on Wednesday, it's going to be 2020. I mean, we're talking, you know, we're talking science fiction dates for a kid who grew up in the 70s, okay? We honestly thought we'd be flying around in cars by now. And, uh, but in spite of that not being a reality, the fact is we're about to get at least 365 brand spanking new opportunities that we've never had before. A whole year of opportunity. Oh man, aren't you glad that wisdom calls out at the threshold, at the gate, at the doorway? 
Wisdom cries out. It is stitched into the fabric of everything around you, crying out for you to take her advice. In a year of opportunity. Because some things look great and they might even be great, but they just might not be for you. I often see people undo themselves in this way. You know, just, a, just because the great opportunity's there doesn't mean you need to take it. That's where you need wisdom. I don't think I've seen anyone ever go into business or something like that wanting to go broke. Have you ever met a business person who went into business to go broke? Have you ever met someone who went into marriage to get divorced? Never, never. Just because the opportunity's there and just because the opportunity seems to be great doesn't mean the opportunity's for you. And it's wisdom that discerns the difference. And of course, there are some things in life. You can't guarantee anything, really. But some things, you know, just it's probably wisdom not to go there. Some things require the risk. Some things require you to chase the dream. Some things require that. But the amount of times I've seen people uproot themselves from where God has carefully planted them to go and chase something somewhere that looked like an opportunity and all it does is stunt their growth. And they become pot plants that just move from one pot plant to the next but never go in the ground and put down roots for their life. So you've just got to know the difference. If God is calling you into something, into a relationship or a, well, if there's good wisdom in it, go. But don't do it on a whim because we are driven by our desires and often wisdom's shouting at us. But we put it to the side and go, it'll all be fine. It will work out. And, and sometimes it doesn't. And, and wisdom is a gift that is available to every one of us to build our lives in a way that not only honours and glorifies God, but to build our lives in a way where we are fulfilled and we live the life that we were created to live. So I want to encourage us. You know, when it comes to that, Jesus simply said, the kingdom of God does not come with observation and neither will someone say, here it is, or there it is, for the kingdom of God is within you. And I know I've said this in recent times, but, you know, the, the place God's got you in is not as important as the place that God's got in you. And people are worried about whether they're in the right place. No, no, worry about the place God has in you. Because if Jesus is Lord there, then all the other stuff begins to line up. He's well able to speak to your heart and open the right doors and get you moving in the right direction. The main thing that we need to be concerned about is not where we try and position ourselves, but where we allow God to have a position in our life. Wisdom cries out in opportunity. So determined to filter opportunity through his purposes. In 2020, what's his purpose for you ultimately? Are you travelling in that direction? It's good wisdom, whatever the decision is. Are you okay? How about we have three questions to apply the message?
Hold on to your hats. You good? James says this. I want to encourage you with this scripture before I I do this. James chapter 1 verse 5 says, If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all. How many does he give to? Who does he give to? Gives to all liberally and without reproach. In other words, it's it's not a shame to ask. If you think you need wisdom and it will be given to him. Here's some questions. Are you spending the kind of time with God where you could hear his voice if he spoke to your heart? You know, sometimes you can hear God on the fly and and God certainly wants to speak to us moment by moment. But, you know, the, the big decisions of life, if they really are a big deal, then they are worth investing time in. Do you spend that kind of time with God? Because the fact is we probably don't really go more than a week or two in our lives without making some pretty big decisions. But if you retrace that, I mean, we probably don't go a day without making big decisions because the person that we're choosing to be today is the person we will be tomorrow anyway. So ultimately, (laughs) every day is a big day. Every day is a big day. So are we spending the kind of time? where if God wanted to speak to our heart, he could. (laughs) Or are we just that busy doing our thing? Here's another question. Do you bring God into your critical thinking and decision-making processes? Uh, and, And really, as I just said, not just the critical, but the everyday. Do you bring God into that at all? Does his world and his wisdom intersect your world and your thinking? during the day or is he an afterthought this is what I've noticed about it it's amazing once you get burnt you get really hungry for wisdom true before you get burnt you don't want to know (laughs) once you get burnt please tell me how could I do this better it's just so much easier to do it right the first time Lastly, can you stop and apply wisdom to apparent opportunities that arise or are you compulsive when it comes to desire? And the fact is we are all compulsive on some level when it comes to desire. And I only ask that question just to get us thinking, just to stop and think, would I be prepared to run the opportunities by God, not just to chase it and just go, this is just what I'm going to do because this is what I've always wanted to do. But, but actually, Lord, are you in this? And sometimes, you know, I found just as a practical thing, I think sometimes we've got to move towards opportunity, you know. And, and I think sometimes I've even nudged doors that haven't been quite open. I think sometimes you have to do that. But if your habit is just to blunder through life, kicking every door in of opportunity, it's only a matter of time until you, you know, fall down a staircase or something. It's only a matter of time. We're called to walk humbly before our God. And a big part of that, you know, we're not talking about some sort of a false humility that we put on ourselves. To walk humbly before God is to respect his opinion. And so the easiest way to walk humbly before God is to commit your plans to him. Commit your decisions to him. Commit the opportunities to him. 
and you walk humbly before your God. Amen. I'd like to pray for us. Would you be willing for me to pray for you? Now, remember, wisdom sounds good. It sounds good, but it can get in the way of your fun. Now, I'm going to ask the question again. Are you happy for me to pray for you? <laughs> Come on, let's stand in God's presence and, uh, and open our hearts, you know, and if you feel like the Holy Spirit's really speaking to you, about your decision-making and whatnot. If, if Maybe if you're just sitting here thinking, man, I really want to make 2020 different to what my life has been, then I just encourage you, just reach out to God. I'm going to pray. You just reach out to God, lift a hand if you're comfortable with that, and I'm going to pray for us. Father, I just thank you in this place for your presence. I thank you for the power of your word. I thank you that your word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. I thank you, Father God, that you, your word tells us, the promise of your word is that wisdom not only shouts at us, but if we ask you for it, then you give liberally. There's no shame in asking, but you are happy to give liberally to everyone who desires to walk in wisdom. And so, Father, right now, here we are in your presence on the threshold of 2020, asking for wisdom, asking for wisdom from above, not the world's clever thinking, but wisdom from above, spiritual insight into how to apply the knowledge we have. And Father, I just thank you for hearts receiving that this morning. As we open our heart to you, I know you want to speak to us. I know you want to uh, speak into our lives through your word, through your spirit. As we meditate during the day, as as our thoughts run and our own self-talk is going on, Father, you want to break into the middle of that and begin speaking to our hearts, begin leading us, leading us into the God opportunities, leading us into the God relationships, leading us into the God moments and the God provision. I thank you, Father, that your provision is strategically placed on the pathway of obedience for each one of our lives. And so we open our hearts to your wisdom, Speak to us, Father. Speak to us. Maybe even the things that we don't really want to hear, but Father, we open our hearts to you because we want to build our lives with wisdom in Jesus' wonderful name. And I thank you for it, Father. We, we just receive. Let's just take a moment in the presence of God just to receive. Father, we thank you. We just receive wisdom and clarity of thought clarity of thought. Father, I pray for those that right now are struggling with a tangle, and this is just an image I see, a tangle of jumbled thinking, and possibly even this message is frustrating you because of the tangles that are in your mind right now. Father, I I pray in Jesus' name, Father, visit that person supernaturally by the power of your Spirit. In Jesus' name, I pray that the knots would just come out and a freedom of thought would flow. Fear would be broken, destroyed right at the root. That root of anxiety would break in Jesus' name and clarity of thought would come for the first time in a long time in Jesus' name. And I thank you for that, Father. Thank you, Lord. We receive your wisdom. We receive clarity of thought, clear thinking. Father, we determine to make good decisions based on what you're speaking to our heart. 
We're determined to walk in the light of your word in Jesus' name. Father, we're determined to make wisdom our friend in 2020 in Jesus' name. While our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, friend, you might be here and, uh, and maybe you're crying out for wisdom too. Uh, maybe you haven't journeyed with God to this point in your life and you're sort of wondering how you can be part of this. And I just want to encourage you, God's on your side. You might think, well, I, I don't really know him. He knows you and he loves you. And it's his great desire to sort of break into your world and bring his light and bring his love, bring what you need into it. Possibly it's forgiveness. Possibly it's a fresh start. But God delights in doing that stuff in people's lives. You're standing in a room full of people who've experienced that. But maybe just right now, the last Sunday of 2019, maybe you've never really opened your heart to God per se. And I want to give you the opportunity to do that, to open your heart to Jesus. We've just celebrated the birth of Christ at this Christmas time as we do every year. He brought hope to the world, but not just to a big collective. He can bring hope to the individual heart too. And and if you're here and that's what you need to experience, maybe you never have, or maybe you did once, but you've been away from God. You've walked away. You've walked your own way. And now you find yourself in a dark place. Well, friend, this is the perfect, the perfect day to open the door to Jesus once again. This is the perfect day to to determine to walk with him again. In a moment's time, we're going to put a a prayer up on the screen. It'll, It'll come up now. And it's a simple prayer of dedication and commitment. It's a, in a way, it's, it's helping us to open our hearts to Jesus. And, and I'm going to invite you in a few moments' time, if you've, if you've never opened your heart to Jesus or if you need to, again, I'm going to invite you to pray this prayer along with the whole, whole church. But while our eyes are closed, our heads are bowed, just in this holy moment, I'm going to ask you to take a step of faith. Friend, if that's you and you know you want Jesus in your life this morning, you know you want to take that step towards God, then I'm going to invite you to do it. I'm going to invite you to take a simple step of faith in raising your hand just right where you are and saying, that's what I want, Pastor Chris. I'm not going to embarrass you. Yeah, awesome, mate. I see your hand up there on my right. Yep, awesome. God bless you. Others in this place, yep, God bless you. Yeah, mate, God bless you. That is fantastic. Wonderful. Wonderful. God really wants to do something in your lives, in your heart. Others, I'm not going to rush this moment, just just for the last few moments. Other people who just want to join folk who are just opening their lives to, to Jesus right now. His wisdom, His way. Just raise your hand right where you are. That is fantastic. Absolutely wonderful. Right, let's pray this prayer together and If you've responded, then I encourage you, just make it your own. Just simply make this prayer your own. It's a very simple prayer. It's a very powerful prayer if you're authentic. So let's pray it together. Dear Jesus, I believe in you. Thank you for forgiving me. Come into my life and I'll follow you. Amen. Amen. Why don't we encourage people who made that decision this morning?
just the best decision you could make. And I tell you, on the threshold of a new year, you're going to make the most of this year if you let Jesus take you on a journey, I tell you. That's, that's what He's got for you. Uh, and so for all of us, who's determined to make wisdom their best friend? 2020. Woo! Oh, I like that.